This is your host, Sam Jarocki from J-Rock Lawn Care and Gardening. Speaking about all things lawn care, garden related and business wise, whether you do this at home for a bit of fun or if you're trying to break into the business, sit tight and enjoy the podcast. Hello everyone and welcome back to another J-Rock's Green Industry Podcast. So on this one, it is episode 76 and we have got an interview with Andy Donnell from Crosscut Lawns. So this is the first podcast we are fully rebranded, I suppose, into the Green Industry Podcast. There's a few reasons for this and we're going to talk about that on a separate episode. But for now, it's going to be an interview with Andy where he's going to tell us all about his business, his transition from what he used to do into what he's doing. Okay, so I hope you enjoy this one. If you do, please give it a share and give it a follow. Andy, how are you doing this evening? Yeah, really good. Thanks for having me on. Not a problem at all. It's um, It was brilliant timing, I, I think, is the, probably the best way to, <laughs> yeah. to, to yeah. put it. For the listeners out there, as you know, I've got a bit of a, a list of everyone that I'm going to get scheduled in and hopefully continue these interviews all the way in a sort of springtime. As before, I was about to get ready to do that. And as I told Andy about a message, start messaging someone to see if we can get this week's podcast sort of sorted. You know, I got this message from Andy and he was just, you know, keen to jump on and saying this is a bit about my story. You know, I'm happy to help wherever I can. So, Andy, thank you very much for taking that that leap of faith there and uh, jumping on with us this evening. No, it's a pleasure. Absolute pleasure, mate. Excellent. So, I mean, I suppose we always start off these interviews in the same sort of way. And it's, like I say, it's a way of getting whoever comes on as a guest known to the public, those that are listening. And we get to share the stories and hopefully there's always a takeaway point that someone can take from every single podcast so I would just like to start by saying can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself and a little bit about the business that you're currently in um yeah my name's Andy Darnell um I'm based in Chelmsford in Essex um I own and run Crosscut Lawns um which is predominantly a a lawn care and um mowing company but we also do other business um but yeah, it, it's um, that's basically me. I've I started it um, in 2021, um, which right in the middle of a pandemic, everyone thought was a bit of a bit of a bold move. Um, but it, it seems to have gone really well. I'm I'm more than pleased with how it's taken off. Um, so much so that um, sort of middle of or to yeah mid, middle towards the end of last year. Um, we actually, my, my wife was doing all of the, the background stuff, if you like. So a lot of the sort of social stuff, um, all the accounts, um, any bills that needed paying, um, anything sort of back of housing, if you like. She, that's That was her role. Um, but then um, we sort of came to the decision that where things were sort of progressing quite rapidly, um, she she needed to come out and and help out with whether it be a turfing job or a, a, a mowing day or, or whatever it might be uh, renovation. Um, so we're we're now actually in a it's now a partnership, um, sort of jointly owned. Um, although if you like, you know, I'm I'm still the one who goes out and does a lot of the work, and then she'll just come out in the field as and when as and when needed. Well, that's awesome. I mean. Having that partnership, is that something you ever thought that you would take the business that way? Or is this was something, no. it was a conversation <laughs> one night? <laughs> no, um, it, <laughs> it's, um, 
it was it was quite weird because I I I looked into um, the the beginning of last year, so around this time last year, um, the the phone just wasn't stopped ringing. It was just constant, and I thought I I don't like to turn you know if, if there's stuff there, I, I don't want to turn it away. Um, so you know, I, I was looking into um my my local college uh Rittle College um which is just on the outskirts of Chelmsford um looking at sort of inquiring with them about maybe taking an apprentice on or um you know putting an advert for anyone who's at college you know if, if they wanted to come and jump on board um and we, we kind of got so far with that um but then sort of the more we went on Victoria was coming out a little bit more and what have you we thought well actually you know we can kind of make this work um as it turned out the summer that we had it it probably wouldn't have been the best move to do um certainly not at that time you know we'd only just been going sort of a year 18 months um I didn't want to push me luck um so in the end we we said right let's let's have a go together and um yeah it's quite lucky with the job that she does um it's evenings so you know whereas you know we both go out do a do a, do a day's renovation <laughs> and I, I get home and i can then sit down and chill out and then she's got to go and do a night shift so you know she's kind of got right. the, the she's she's got the bad stick of it but <laughs> uh, it, it, it seems to work you know i mean she does you know, even if she's not out with me, she's still doing, you know, like I say, all the background stuff and, and things like that. So it's not where I was expecting it to go, but it seems at the moment it seems to work. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's yeah, it's going great guns. You know, from from what I've seen, I've had these conversations, not many, but I would say maybe three, four times with people that have ended up somehow one way or another entering this industry with their partners. And, you know, it seems to go one of two ways all the time. It's either we're better off not doing this together or they absolutely smash it out of the park. And I think there's something about knowing the person so well that then makes you a great team, you know, when you're out there working um, and you yeah, get that sort yeah. of balance right, you know? Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with that. I mean, it's, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, we, we have a good days and we sometimes have our bad days um, yeah. you know but luckily the good days are better than the, the bad days sort of thing you know it's all more more frequent but um my my issue is and she always moans about this is because i've done done the job whether it be the the role i'm in now or previously in my in my previous jobs um because i've done it for so long i just i pick a machine i'll go and do it it's it's easy it's straightforward it's just second nature you just you know you just get on and do it yeah for her it's it's alien you know she's never <laughs> you know, the first couple of times when she came out with me i mean she's like looking at a piece of equipment going well, what's that what does that do um yeah so it's been sort of almost going back to that teaching role where and she always she always moans and says well you didn't explain that very well <laughs> but it, it's just it, you know to me it's just second nature so it, you know, we do we do have our, um, our our issues, should we say? That's probably the politest way of putting it. Um, <laughs> but I'd, I'd like to think that you know the, the the good days outweigh the bad days. Yeah, brilliant. I mean, one thing that you mentioned there about sort of things being alien to them, and isn't it strange how you get to a point where you you start seeing certain whether it's even streaming, and you go, "That's a very basic task to do. I should be able to give that." 
item to anyone that walks through and, you know, where's my polo? And they should be able yeah. to, you know, stream. And I spoke about it many podcasts ago that I, I had a hand on a, a charity task, basically. It was volunteer work. And I handed him the streamer and, he, you know, he held the streamer at like a 45 degree angle and just really chopped into the turf there and like, you know, left yeah. the score marks across. And I was like, I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. It was a roughish area, but I, I was still blown away. Like why that would even jump into your mind to just not keep it parallel with the ground and, you know, get a nice. I know. And, um, I know. you know, it but, does. But, but to us, it, it's almost, you know, it, it's second nature, isn't it? You know, it's like, well, that's, that's the level that the, the streamer heads at. So, you know, it, you want to cut the grass at that level, but yeah. to, but to someone who doesn't know, um, then, you know, if, if that was Victoria, she'd say, well, you never told me to do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's her that's that's get out of jail card, that is. It's, it's always that, well, you never told me that. Yeah, yeah. You are the instructor uh, as well as the yes, headman. So, yes. I mean, yeah, I just, it, it is. It's something that it always just, it blows my mind a little bit, but it, it just shows that I think, when, and I mean, I know your, your partner's your your. Employee, your po- well partner in business. Sorry, it just shows when someone takes on an employee, they need to be prepared for that as well. Not just you know, I am yeah. looking for someone to and, come in, and then you can just leave alone. There is that teaching element that you need to bring them up to your standard. You know, whatever yeah, that might be. Yeah. Well, well, this is the thing. Yeah, this is also a, a thing that I thought of. You know, if I do take somebody on, you know, and it it wasn't Victoria, it was somebody else. You know, whether it be an apprentice or or you know whoever. Um, you know, it, it might be someone who's really green, never done it before. So I've got to spend an awful lot of time teaching them, getting them up to speed, how I, you know, I like to have things done. On on the flip side of that, you know, you could take somebody who's in their 50s, been doing it for donkey's years, but they still, you know, they've got their way of doing stuff and I've got my way of doing stuff. And yeah. if, if I want them to do it how I like it, it's very difficult to to transition from from how you've done it for years to how somebody else wants it done. And it yeah. is very difficult, I think. Well, it, it's muscle memory, isn't it? Once when you've got your way of, you know, we've we've spoke before on the podcast about going uh, anti-clockwise around the garden because of the way the strummer head goes. You know, if you yes. start telling people to go the opposite direction, it just feels like you're going to trip over yourself slightly. You know, it just doesn't, <laughs> yeah. you know, so if your boss is telling you, look, I don't care what's best for you, you know, this is how I want you to do it. There's going to be that that buffer, whether they don't have a clue at all or whether they've done it, like you say, 50 years or whatnot, and and they've just got their own way that they like to have it done. There's always going yeah. to be that um that balancing act, I think it is. But it's it's something we're going to look into, to be fair, as a company going into maybe next year or the year after, depending on how busy things get. But it's yeah. it's something that, I look forward to that, you know. It, it's another little challenge in the road there that I, I hope that if you can take that on and get through the other end and you can have an employee that is, bounces off you really well and that they're willing to learn from you, then I think it can only only help, you know, I would like to think. Absolutely. No, I totally agree. Totally agree. I think, you know, if you, if you get the right balance and you get, I, I think the main thing is getting the right person. Um, yeah. You know, if you get that, then it's a win-win, whatever happens. Um, yeah. It really is. Because um, the, the other thing that I, I was kind of worried a little bit about, if I got an apprentice, because obviously they would have to be with me because they would be young. They probably wouldn't drive. 
to, you know, they would have to stick to me like glue. Now, the only issue with that is if I want to take a week off, they're yeah. taking a week yeah. um, and things like that. So, you know, whereas if you've got somebody who, who is slightly older, you know, can drive one of the vans or whatever, then you've kind of got that flexibility as well. Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. So, Andy, obviously you've been doing this now since 2021. What was it that you are in for before that and what sort of led you to getting to where you are now? making the transition um well it's probably probably easier to go right back to the beginning um i i was i was very privileged to um and i, and I say it's a privilege because I, I honestly believe it was that i i got to grow up for 20 years living on a farm um now it was the the most awesome childhood anyone could ever have you know i mean it was it was a mixed mixed farm um you know grew crops and animals as well um and that kind of gave me the the love of the outdoors then. You know, I, I knew yeah. from quite early on that I I just, I couldn't work in an office. Um, it just, you know, even today, I would rather spend five days out in, in the pee and rain than spend one hour in an office. Um, I just, the thought of it just scared me. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that that's kind of the route originally that I wanted to take. Um, you know, I, I sort of, you know, I was at senior school and, you know, I sort of said to my parents, look, you know, this is what I want to do. I want to, you know, I want to work on a farm. I want to, um, you know, I want to drive big tractors. I want to do this, do that. And and my, my dad said to me, he said, just no. He said, if I can only give you one piece of advice, he said, just don't do it. Um, you know, the, the, the pay's not great. The hours are terrible. Yeah. Um, you know, and he said, just, just don't do it. Um, so I, I found a, um, I was getting ready to leave school and I found an advert for, um, at the time we, we lived just outside of Brentwood, um, which you people might know for the, the terrible program of TOWIE. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so that, that's where I grew up and the, the local council uh, put an advert in the paper for a apprentice for their parks and gardens department. So uh, we applied went for the interview, uh, got the job, um, and spent three years there with them doing an apprenticeship at Rittle College. Um, gained all of my qualifications there. Um, at the time of the interview, when I was 16, they said, you know, at, at the end of your training, you know, you'll be given a, a full-time job. Um, that kind of never happened. Um, uh, when I got to the end of my training, they said, oh, I'm re like, we're really sorry that there's, there's nothing available. So um, I stayed on for a few months as a, as a casual employee then, if you like. Um, and then an opportunity came up to go self-employed with a, another company, uh, a sort of sports care company. So I was looking after bowling greens, um, cricket tables, things like that. Um, so I did that for a year and then out of the blue, I got a phone call from the council again. They said, there's a job come available. Like, would you like it? So um, I went back for two years and uh, it, it was 1996. And then um, within the, the council parks and gardens, they actually um, owned and maintained uh, a golf course. So as part of my training, I spent six months on it. Um, that's that's where I got out of all of the departments, sort of sub-departments within that that 
umbrella, if you like, um, that was where I got the most enjoyment. Um, you know, golf course, looking after the football pitches, rugby pitches, you know, any, anything sports turf related. Um, yeah. I loved yeah. it. Absolutely loved it. So um, the, the guy who was the, the head greenkeeper there at the time, he left um, sort of 1995, I think. And then he got in, in contact with me and said, you know, there's a job um, at the, the place where he moved to. Um, again, went for an interview, got the job. Um as, as an assistant and then within a year got promoted up to uh, deputy course manager and that's where I stayed until 2001 um, oh. and then I suppose I mean I suppose being brutally honest I'd, <clears throat> I'd, I'd almost I wouldn't say I'd fallen out of love with it but sort of there, there was a there was a transition period sort of in in the early 2000s where where golf went from a um, just a, a social weekend, you know, you, you get your old boys rock up, they'll have a game of golf and all the rest of it, and it turned very much into a business. Um, and and that was okay to start with, but it, 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 to my mind, it, it got too too business-like. Um, you know, the the amount of pressures that were put on green staff, you know, certainly within um so probably the last five years um you know they they want playability 365 days a year you know um mm -hmm. they they want to they want to be out crack a dawn they they want to you know be out all day you know the, the the club itself they want to cram in as many societies as they can you know which is fine obviously you know they've got to survive they've got to, you know they they pay our wages so you know obviously yeah. you know we but but there was no kind of happy medium um so you know we, we'd have sunday and we were only an 18 hole course so you know we weren't massive we were we were set on a 100 125 acres um but it got to the point where yeah we were having to go in early and earlier and earlier just to make sure that we got jobs done before people came out because sometimes by by 10 o'clock you, you literally it would take you two hours to cut a fairway yeah. Which would normally, yeah, which would normally take you twenty minutes, um, and it just got to the point where I was just getting fed up with it, um, mm. and you know, and even at, at home, you know, I mean, my wife sort of said, you know, you, you, you're not your normal sort of happy, jovial self, you know. I was coming, you know, I, I was coming home with the ump, and I was getting up and going to work with the ump, um, <laughs> and I just, I thought some, something's going to got to give because if if I carry on like this. Um, so something's going to snap and I'm just going to, you know, I'm, I'm just going to lose it. So we've, we've kind of spoken in sort of 2020 or well, 2019, probably it was. And I, I, you know, I said to her, you know, this, I'd really love, and I'd, I'd always wanted to do it, you know, in hindsight, I could have done it 10 years ago, but the time wasn't right. You know, kids were small, um, you know, the golf course was perfect. You know, I'm starting at half five in the morning, and I'm finishing at sort of two, two thirty. So you know, I'm there for school pickups and stuff like that. Yeah. So it was, it, you know, it, it was okay. But sort of as as kids got older and and what have you, you know, I thought, no, I've got to, I've got to do something. So originally, I, I was looking at doing it sort of 2020, um, and it, it would have turned out if had that been, you know, the way it happened, um, that that would have been I would have sort of you know been operating if you like about a month before boris johnson done the lockdown 
So in a way, I'm, I'm glad I, I held off. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we just, we just saved money, saved money, you know, and just did what we had to do. Um, and then it got to that, that summer of 2020. And I thought, you know, realistically, if, if you're going to start a business and it doesn't matter what it is, whether it be, you know, our industry or, or whatever, it's either going to work or it's not going to work. It doesn't matter if there's a, if there's a pandemic on or, you know, if there's a lockdown or whatever, you know, if you, if you put your heart and soul into it and you know you can make it work, then in theory, nothing should stop you. Absolutely. So I, I just, I, we, we left it. I, I had to give three months notice um, at the golf club where I was. Um, so I, I went in and saw my boss in November and I said, look, you know, I, I need to sit down and have a chat with you. And he kind of had this grey look on his face and he's like, right, okay, yeah. And I said, I'm, I'm handing me notice in. And he just looked at me. Um, and I won't repeat what he said, <laughs> but it, it, it was it was pretty brutal. Um, but he, he basically said, "You're nuts." Yeah. You what? Like, why? You know, you've got a, like, you've got a cushy number. You get paid at the end of the month. You've got guaranteed income. You know, you everything is what you need. And I said, "Yeah, but it's it's not here." whatever I do is not going to be working here. Um, yeah. Which, you know, it's, it's mad because, I mean, the investment that they, they were making, it, you know, they've just built a, a brand spanking new greenkeeping facility. Um, you know, before that, we were in an old cow barn um, with, you know, rats running up and down, whereas, you know, they've built this purpose-built, and it, it was gorgeous. You know, it was absolutely fantastic. But, you know, that's that's not going to make me stay. Yeah. You know, I've got, I've got to do this, and it, it's... I'd rather I'd rather do it and fail rather than not do it and then regret not doing it. Um, so yeah, I just said right, you know, I've given you me, me three days notice, uh, three months notice, um, and I'll be leaving the beginning of February. So which is what I did, and it, it was, I think it was a bit tongue in cheek, but you know, he he was obviously a bit bitter about it. And whenever we were, you know, we did a course walk or whatever, you know, and we see members and they'd come up and say oh you know i hear you're leaving and you know the first thing you'd say is yeah he's mad isn't he <laughs> and you well you know you could be a little bit more happier for me but you know oh yeah you know such is life you know i'm not yeah. i don't hold any grudges. you know i still i'll still go in and have a cup of tea with them all you know whenever i get a minute yeah. um but yeah so come come february 21 i i started on my own um and I'm, I'm glad it wasn't an omen because I literally, I, I left left the golf club on the 5th of February. I started my business on the 8th of February and on the 8th it snowed. <laughs> so I, 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 I literally, I got up, looked out the window and went, all right, I'll be at home today then. <laughs> and, and, and that was it, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, so I was kind of, I was panicking a little bit. And then, you know, I said, you obviously, you know, you, you've, you know, you must have had it as well. You know, you get them doubts in your mind and you think, oh, am I going to get the customers? Am I going to, am I going to get the business coming in? And, you know, I've got all these, all these things in place. You know, I had 5,000 leaflets made up um, and currently they're all still sat in a cupboard. I've oh, never they? had, to, yeah, I've never, I've never put a leaflet out. Um so, you know, a lot of it is sort of word of mouth and things like that and recommendation and what have you. But, um, you know, website, you know, is good. Um, but uh, so that, that's kind of where we are now. Um, 
and you know, like I say, for the last sort of time, I'm, I'm coming up. So next month will be our second birthday, um, and everything seems to be going going well. Well, good on you. I mean, the, what I would say is what a start to that journey because the first thing that really stuck out like a sore thumb is that it sounds like you got an absolute an overall package so to speak of experience you know you, you sort of jump from from the park side of things and touching on sports turf and you know you are in on there on on crickets and bowling greens and whatever else and it just seems like you natural you had a good pool of of test uh, dipping your foot in the water to be able to yeah. make that decision of you know what this these are the parts i actually really enjoy you know it just sounds that sounds brilliant to me you see like to i i do wish there was more opportunity where in lines of work like this there was some form of program where they could literally offer that to you you know that you do three months here three months there and then you got to pick oh. a route out at the end of it yeah, I mean, it, it was great, and, and it, it worked really well with the college as well, because, um, so your your first year at college, um, and it didn't matter whether, you know, whatever you did after that, but you had to do, um, your first year was, um, and it, back then it was all sitting guilds, but it was a phase one um, horticultural course. You, you yeah. had to do that before you could then move on and then specialise, you know, Myself, I did green keeping and sports turf management, but you could go, yeah, you could go off and do floristry, tree, you know, um, tree surgeon, what, whatever you wanted to do for your next two years, you had to do that. Um, so, yeah, I, I got a very basic knowledge of, of horticulture and plants and things like that. And when I was sorting my website out, I, um, you know, it's a qualification. So, I, you know, I put it down, you know, it's it's on my website. But unfortunately, a lot of people kind of some, some read that wrong. And yes, I am qualified. I have, you know, I am a qualified horticulturalist, if you like, loosely, he says in brackets. Um, but that was in 1989. And I've not touched anything to do with plants since. So, you know, you get all these people say, oh, you, you've got a horticultural degree. It's like, no, I haven't. <laughs> Well, your website? No, my, what my website says is that I have a um, I have a, a pass in a in a city and guilds horticultural course, but I haven't done that for like thirty four years. Yeah. So you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna come and sort of you know say yeah you need to do this that and the other because I don't know. You know, if that and that's that's why I was fairly specific in <laughs> what I wanted to do. It was you know I'm. I'm lawn care, I'm lawn mowing and, and things like that. You know, if, if if you want to get a gardener in, then employ a gardener. You know, that's what they're good at. That's what they do. That's what they specialise in. If if you want somebody to come and maintain and manage your lawn, then you get somebody like me in. Yeah. Um, and, and that's where a lot of people, and, you know, I've had, I've had customers in the past, you know, it's like, oh, well, well, while you're here just cutting the lawn, could you, like, just... You know, weed that bed. It's like I, I don't do that. That's that's not what you've got me here for. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, you know, again, it's it's just educating people. You know, and it's um, I mean, a lot of people sort of take the you know, sort of in the local area. A lot, a lot of the kids that that my my eldest is at school with, you know, they they always sort of whenever they see me, they say, oh yeah, I saw your van with the Pac Man running down the road the other day, <laughs> because it's I don't know whether you've noticed it, and I, I hope I haven't just sort of everyone who, who's going to look at it now but it's 
it, I just wanted something basic, but something that would stand out and it would, you know. Oh, like yeah. It. I see it now. Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've just been um, on the profile, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, all, all of the kids just, you know, call me the Pac-Man band now. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, I, yeah, again, I, I just wanted something really basic that would stand out. Um, but, yeah, they, they, they all know me as Pac-Man. So, yeah. Which is... Because I'm looking, I'm actually looking at a picture of the van now when you've got the henchmen's just off of it there, and uh, but like you say, I think sometimes simplicity is a better sort of option. Like I've seen a lot of different companies driving around as you do, and and I almost do. I don't know about anyone else starting up, but I find myself falling into doing natural market research where you pick up on different businesses driving past, or if a van sticks out to you. I kind of I'm yeah. sat there going, why why did that van stick in my head so much? Oh well, it was bright yeah. orange here, and you know there was this, or they had that graphic on it, and you know you might not even know that you're doing it, but as long as some of that information that you see, you know that you that you do pick up on, if you can retain that and use it the best of your ability, then this sort of automated market research is is an incredible thing. But I do think sometimes the basic more basic logos. You know, if it suits what your business is and it's not irrelevant, because I think relevance is the main key of it here, is yeah. You know, then then the better to an extent. But um, I think I think as well sometimes that you know I've, I've I kind of do the same as you. You know, I'll while I'm driving around, you know, there's obviously other bands driving around and what have you. But one thing I have noticed with with some is that they're so complicated that even by the time they're driven past you don't actually know what they do. Um, And I find that really, you know, if if you're going to do something, just keep it simple. Um, You know, and and sometimes, like you say, sometimes simplicity works. Well, this is, and I kind of touched on it in the last episode there, I'm in the middle of of getting mine designed. And this is part of what I think I may have a problem with, is I want something that really stands out so that people notice it and take it in. But, I don't know, and I won't know, to be honest, until it's actually there in front of me, if I've got the balance right, you know, uh, is too mean, much that, information, that, that, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I mean, so, sometimes, um, you know, I, I was quite wary on um, when when we got the Blight Air Band done. And you don't, you know, you can see it on a on a computer screen, and you know, but you don't actually know what it's going to look like until it's on the van. Um, yeah. And then sometimes, you know, you yeah, you might look at it and think, oh, I've done a wrong one there. Yeah. Um, but, but at that point, it's too late. You know, it's, um, you know, you're kind of stuck with it. Um, and unless, you, you know, you then do a rebrand. But, um, but yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's just, just research and research. That's all you can do um, yeah. and, until, until you find something that you're, you're happy with. Yeah, absolutely. One question I've got with you for the website there. Have you thought about if having the fact that you do well that you've got a horticultural qualification if that does more harm than good being on your website having the types of calls where people go oh well you are a horticulturist can you do this you know have you uh, thought does that waste more time than it is worth having do you think or um the the whole reason why i put it on there was i i just wanted to be open and transparent with people so i thought you know there that's that's the list of what I've got. Um, so I'll just, I'll just go with it. Um, probably, um, 
it doesn't affect it that much. It's more a case that it's when when I go to visit people, they'll they'll say uh, it's not during a phone call or anything like that. It's more when I go and visit people to do their lawns, then it will come up in conversation. Right. Um, and at, at that point, I can sort of say yes, you know, yes, I have got it. But I'm sure you can appreciate, you know, I haven't done it for over 30 years, so I'm gonna, you know, decline your, you know, your request for, you know, for me to do whatever, you know, like like I said before, you know, it's, um, you know, gardeners do gardens and they do them very well, um, you know, I I would literally just butcher it. Yeah. Well, so. I, I think that's a main thing though is is knowing your strength, you know, for anyone that's whether you've been going for 25 years in one industry or if you're just starting up next month you know what are your strengths what can you play to and what can what are the things that you can lean on that's going to maybe carry you through some of the inexperienced days or some of the days where you know things up the cash flow isn't there or you know whatever it might be so like i do think if you've got your strengths and it should be one of the first things you do i believe when people set up a business is go right what am i good at what do i want to focus on you know as long as you can find out what that is for, you know, you at home listening, then people should be leading on that, you know. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. I mean, that, yeah, that that's purely why I wanted to go down the route of lawn care, lawn mowing, things like that, because you know that's what I've done for the longest amount of time. That's what I, I like to think that I've got a good knowledge. Um, I'm certainly not going to say I know it all because I don't. You know, you're you're never too old to learn new new things. Um, and you know nowadays technology is, is just amazing. Um, yeah. So you know it's yeah do, you know do do what you're good at. Um, you know and that that's that's the the key to it, I think you know and uh, and confidence as well. You know you've you've got to be confident in what you do, which is um, you know with with sort of Victoria behind me. I mean she she kind of gave me the, the boot up the backside. Um, you know, because I, I, I could have, you know, I could have quite happily just stayed at the golf club. But, you know, it, that one, that would have been a detriment to my health, I think, um, because of what was going on. But also, it's it's just having that belief in yourself. Yeah. And, you know, you know, if, if you know you're good at something, then just have the confidence and just get out there and do it. Yeah. No, I, I think that's very wise words for it. Um, On that note, yeah, and we're going to go into a little ad break and we will be back with you in just a moment. This episode is brought to you by Total Loan. Total Loan provides scientifically engineered lawn care products to homeowners, hobbyists and lawn care professionals. Their range of fertilisers and biostimulants will keep your lawn looking lush, green and moss-free all year round. I use Total Loan products for my customers and on my own lawn and I think you should too. The team at Total Loan put quality above anything else when they're producing their lawn feeds. They use ingredients that are rarely if ever used by their competitors to give you the best lawn possible. Try Total Loan today at totalloan.co.uk and use code Care at the checkout to receive 10% off your whole order. Total Loan are so confident in their products that you can use them on your loan and if you're not happy with the results, you can get in touch with them up to 90 days later for a full refund. Go to totalloan.co.uk and transform your loan. Right, welcome back everyone after that short ad break there. So the next question I want to run by you there, Andy, is you've it, it really seems to me that you've had such a good wealth of experience within this industry and then you've been able to make the decision to go self-employed and you know go it alone so to speak what was one of the hardest things you found when you first started out maybe that you weren't expecting to happen um oh good question blimey 
that's a tough one. I think probably my my biggest thing, um, and I I know we've just kind of been touching on it a minute ago, but um, talking to people, yeah, is probably um, I'm I'm not renowned. I know it probably doesn't come across on on here, but um, <laughs> I'm I'm not renowned for being a great talker. So sort of having having that that confidence, that belief um, in in knowing what you know and and being good at the job you do, but to actually get that across to other people, um, because to to them you're just a, a, another website, another telephone number, you're just another another guy that rocks up and 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 what have you. You know, you you need to convince people that you know what you're talking about and and. And actually, just hold a conversation with people. You know, you no, nobody knows what other people are going through. So you know, somebody might be having a bad day or whatever. You, you know, and it's just, it's just being, you know, talking to people. Really, um, that that was probably one of the the hardest things that I found. Um, you know, all, all the, it, when I worked at the golf club, you know, we had over sort of six, yeah, about six hundred and fifty members. So you know, you. You talk to them. You talk to them on a daily basis, you know. Um, but they're not fresh people you've never met before. You know, I, you know, some of them I've known since the day I started. You know, so yeah, it's yeah. very different talking to somebody when you go and knock on their door. Um, if you like, almost trying to sell yourself, than it is, you know, chatting with somebody on the ninth tee while they're waiting to hit their ball. You know, it's 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 very different. Yeah. Um, so you know, some people are very, um, very able to do that. You know, they're 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 sort of very confident and things like that. You know, whereas for me, yeah, again, it it was probably a confidence issue. Um, but the, the the further I've gone in and and what have you, it's um, it's getting you know a lot easier than what it was when I first started. Um, so that kind of makes things, you know, you you still get the butterflies in your stomach when you go and meet a new person, and you know you, you know you just hope that you can come across well and what have you. Um, so that yeah, that's probably one of the biggest things. Yeah, well, I, I think there's I think there's so much that actually goes into that moment, you know, and for someone that hasn't yet done it, it it's going to be something that when it does come, you go in there and speaking to the client for the very first time and. And like Andy, you're saying, yeah, like knocking on that door for the first time, you're not going to know what that fully feels like. And a lot of the time, I think people will think, you know, nothing of it. You know, it's just part of the parcel. Yeah. You'll be fine. But it's not until you actually go and do it, and maybe the first time you go, you know, you're in the van before you get the door. And I still remember the first door that I went to, and, I, and you know, I come from a background in the military where I stood up in front of hundreds of people and took lessons and instructed, and you know, had this sort of confidence backed uh i don't know personality about me i suppose in their moments when i've had to but i'm telling yeah. you after all of that any experience i've had about standing up and talking in front of people when it's came when it came to knocking on that first door i remember feeling like a 16 year old again going for my very first <laughs> job interview and, and yeah. just feeling 15 year old sorry and and just feeling completely you know that you have the knowledge, but you just feel a bit out your depth a little bit, and it's just yeah. very new ground. And you know, so much goes into it, like reading the client. You know, when you first get to that door, seeing how are they? Are they perky? Are they? Do they seem pretty, for the sake of a better word, miserable? You know, because <laughs> because one yeah. thing that I always remember, um, 
learning about it was the act of mirroring. If you can mirror the same sort of vibe as what the other person's doing, then you're more likely to get along. So yes. if a client comes to the door and they're very bubbly and they're like, oh, Sam, great to meet you. I'm glad you'll be able to come down today. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's fantastic. Not a problem at all. You know, and you can, if they said they start off the way they did there and I turned around and went, oh, yeah, not not yeah. a problem, <laughs> Mr. Jones. Um, yeah. Is that the Gordon? You know, he's going to straight away, I'm bringing him down, you know. And <laughs> so, like, the art of mirroring, if you don't know that, then look into it, you know, it, there's some study that says that it, it puts you at ease when someone's able to kind of bounce back what you're giving out, you know. And uh, But, yeah, it, it's a struggle, but there's many different dimensions to it. So if, if that's something yeah. that yeah, people haven't even thought of and they're starting out, you know, because I think this period now leading up to this March, we're going to get a lot of new starters coming again. You know, it's this period between Christmas and, and spring where people go, spring's the time, you know, this year's the year that I go do yeah. it. I'm um, gonna, I'm gonna put me, t- dip me toe in the water and give it a go. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, if this is your first year, then you know, hopefully, these are moments that when you hear things like this, this is something to take away. Is what I'm saying. If there's one thing that you take away, like this is a massive sort of part of that. But um, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And you know, you, you you don't have to be, you know, I'm I'm turning fifty this year. So, you know, I, you know, when I started, you know, I, I was I was 48 years old. You know, it, a lot of people were saying, you know, are you sure that's the right time in your life to be like quitting a job and starting on your own? You know, it's you know, I'm I'm near a retirement age than I am to to starting work. You know, and yeah. I thought, no, there's, there's you know, there's no there's no right or wrong time. If 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 you if it feels right for you, then give it a go. Yeah. Um, you know, you 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 can if if it goes belly up, you can always get another job. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that's very true. Is there ever a point throughout, you know, your time of being self-employed where you've actually took a moment and thought either, you know, I kind of actually wish I'd done this sooner, or you know, like I knew I could have done oh, this. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. If if um, I mean, it, it's it's kind of a, a running joke with with all of my friends. You know, they've they've been banging on at me to do this for for years, and I've you know I've always sort of yeah. Again, it sort of runs in that. Comp- issue you know can i actually do it you know what what if you know what if it rains for a week and i can't do any work you know who's you know i've still got a mortgage to pay and, and all things like that yeah um but back 10 years ago that wasn't the right time to do it um so yes in hindsight i wish i had done it you know sort of a few years back but in actually in reality it wasn't the right time and i think i would have I wouldn't have been able to give it my all if I'd done it a few years ago. So, the, the, you know, when when I did it, to, for me, that was the right time. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the kids were, you know, in fact, you know, my, my eldest, you know, people who follow me on Instagram, whatever, you know, they, they'll see that, you know, he's he's been out and helped me on a few jobs. And so, you know, it's nice that, you know, I can, you know, or, you know, we, if we go out to work, then the kids are okay. They can look after themselves for a few hours on their own, you know. So, um, you know, now is the right time, but, you know, back back then it, it wouldn't have been. So, you know, I'm I'm, I'm glad I've done it, but I'm, I'm glad I've done it now, not 10 years ago. No, that's completely fair enough. I think it's, it's sometimes little, and, and, you know, whatever that answer may have been, it really doesn't matter. You know, it's, whatever sits best by you you know and whatever works for you personally whoever it may be i think 
that's your best answer. You know, that that's your your golden sort of key there. Whereas Yeah, and you, you know, it's, it's some somebody down the road, you know, they you know, if every single person will have a different answer to that question and it's mm. it, it it is basically whatever's right for you. Yeah. Um, you know, if it if it doesn't sit right then generally it's not gonna be right. Um so it's it's a very individual answer, but um but yeah, everyone's different. Everyone's an individual. So, you know, it's, um, if you are thinking of starting out, then, you know, all, all I can say is go for it. Give it a go. You know, don't, don't sit there on the sofa with your hands under your bums thinking, no, I'm not going to do that. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not good enough or, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know enough knowledge and, and what have you. You know, you, you do. You do. Yeah. All you've got to do is have that belief in yourself to think, no, actually, I can do this. Um, and, you know, I've, I've, I've probably got sort of two people to thank for that, one, one of which being my wife, Victoria. You know, without her, I wouldn't have done it. Um, she's the one that kept giving me the, the kick up the bum saying, no, just, just do it. You know, if this is what you want to do, then don't keep thinking about it. Just do it. Um, and and she she noticed the difference because you know like I say when I was at the golf club things were getting a little bit <laughs> bit stressed out, but the minute I handed my notice in, it, it was like a, a ton of weight come off my shoulders. And yeah. you know she she said that you know ever since that day, <clears throat> I've been a totally different person. So well, you know from from my home life perspective, um, it's been amazing. Yeah, um, you know, it is it is the best thing I've ever done. And but from a from a professional point of view, um, and I'm I'm not blowing smoke up the up the backside, um, but Dave Warner, yeah, um, without probably his um, what he does on you know YouTube and things, and we've we've got actually quite a similar background. Yeah, you know, we've you know, we obviously both come from golf courses. We've both moved on to to our respective things, but it's. It's the the knowledge, the, the the confidence that he he kind of brings to like his YouTube and stuff like that. You know, I, I was kind of sitting at home thinking, well, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, and it and it, it's things like that. You know, so um, yeah, I'll, I'll you know I'll, I'll say a big shout out and a thank you to him as well. You know, because um, you know, w- without sort of what he does and others as well. You know, but certainly, you know, I'd, I'd like to um, sort of single him out because he, you know, he is. You know, he's a good lad, you know, quite often. Um, haven't, haven't spoke to him since Christmas, but spoke to him before Christmas. And, you know, he's, um, you know, he's, he's a good lad. So, you yeah. know, more, more people like him in the industry, then, you know, you ain't going to go far wrong. Absolutely. I mean, it actually made me think of it earlier on when you are speaking about the, the change in culture within, within and around the golf courses. It brought me back to the interview with uh, Dave there, and he was saying the exact same thing that, they went through it and it, there was a total main shift in the dynamic of actually working on a golf course. And, yeah. you yeah. know, and like you say, it's very similar. And this is what I actually love about this online community world that we have. I think I said openly that Dave's videos were one of the first, early, very early ones I've seen as well. And I love that you can see someone online in the UK that's doing what you want to be doing or something close to and and that can alone an eight minute youtube video or a post on instagram or whatever it might be can literally inspire you to go all right 
I'm gonna go do it. Yeah. You know, like yeah, I, I find yeah. that so amazing that that's sort of the world that we're in, uh, and it has it holds so much power. And as someone that is actively online, I can promise you, no one really knows that they're really doing it when it happens to that person either. So if if you do ever think about reaching out to this, whoever, if if it's Dave, it might be Robbie from Robbie from Premier Loans, you know, whoever it might be. Please don't hold back because that thank you for for you know you doing this has made me feel like this is such a great message to receive. So yeah. I would say if you know if if anyone's ever helped you then and you feel like thanking them, you're not being weird. You know, go thank them. <laughs> you know, because there's, yeah. there's that part as well. You feel like oh, I'm fangling fangirling a little bit here by you know getting in touch with someone and saying thank you, but it really isn't the case. It's it goes a very long way. Yeah, no, it does. No, you're right. Um, so one thing that, and this this one, I, I think I may have lied to you slightly, because uh, prior to this podcast, I says I won't ask you anything that you probably don't already know the answer to. But um, <laughs> right. I'm going to ask you, what is your, <laughs> and it makes me laugh when I ask this one, really, is what's your plan or what's the goal that you wish to achieve within your company in the next five years? Like, where do you, do you want to elevate the business to a different level or do you want to spread out in a different format, you know, the way that you run your services? What do you want to change within the next five years, if anything, I suppose? Um, I always said to myself when when I first started the company that for the first two to three years, I would just stay small, just be, um, although Victoria's involved, one-man band. Um, just you know, stay small, stay focused. Um, don't try and get too big too quick because sometimes that's where you find you know then you know more problems come in and and things like that. So um, obviously we're we're coming up to two years now. So probably for certainly the next year, um, I'm I think we're just going to plod along as we are. Um, you know, there, there's. I'm I'm happy with the customer base that I've got. Um so I've got I've got no need to get bigger yeah. um at, at the moment. Um after that I would like to employ someone. Um <coughs> just so that kind of gives um one that means it's that the wife doesn't have to come out all the time. Um so I've got I mean, you know, if if we, you know, if we ever do a turfing job or anything like that, you know, you, you can see physically she's and me, you know, I'm I'm not getting any younger, and you know, after you've been lugging 150 turfs around all day, then yeah. you know you you know you've done a day's work. So, you know, if if I can get somebody else in to kind of you know help out and what have you, then w- whether that be as a self-employed basis, whether that be an apprentice or um, you know, I think my my ideal scenario if you like would be take on an apprentice um he can travel around with me in the van we'll do that until such times that you know maybe he's old enough to drive or she is old enough to drive um they can then have a small van maybe they can then go out and do their bits maybe a year or two further down the line maybe get another apprentice they can then flip between me and the other person um and then sort of get to a point where I, I wouldn't say I'm, 
I'm going to sit back because at the end of the day, this is my baby. This is what I started. I don't, I don't want to let it go. You know, I, I want to be in control. Yeah. Not that I'm a massive control freak, but <laughs> it's kind of, it's, it's what, you know, you, you put the sweat and tears into it. So you want to, you want to make sure it's going in the right direction. So, you know, that, that ideal scenario, that's what I'd like to do. Um, whether that will happen or not, who knows? Yeah. Um, never say never, but I, I, I honestly don't know. Um, at the moment, I'm I'm more than happy with you know the the way the phone just doesn't seem to stop ringing. Um, I've, I've, one lesson I did learn is very quickly learn how to say no. Yeah. Um, because you know there, there, there's there's two ways you can go about business, and that's take on so much work. You either forget people or you do a bad job, or you take on enough people where everyone is serviced and everyone is happy and i'd rather do that than than upset a lot of people by doing a bad job because you know you look at your watch and think oh god i was supposed to be at doreen's three you know three hours ago or whatever <laughs> yeah so you know I'd, I'd rather i'd rather just plod along as we are at the moment and just you know be be happy you know it's it's paying the mortgage we're having holidays and stuff like that we're enjoying life so you know at the moment it ticks all the boxes yeah i think i think that's a really good point that you've brought up there as well i mean two within it really the first one being the fact that you don't want to grow too quickly you know you you and i'm not saying that's right or wrong for any one person but for yourself you had it set from the get-go that you know you're happy to grow to whatever naturally it goes to and hold it you know wherever that level is for the first couple of years and to be able to do that i suppose takes a a good bit of restraint as well because to me i i naively thinking you someone could be in the total opposite going i'm getting this a bit later on you know in in my yeah. career yeah you know i should grow as quick as i can i should you know i already have the knowledge i should just go for it and the fact that you've got that uh what's the word i'm looking for here you've got the you've got you're, you're strict enough with yourself i suppose to, to be able to hold yourself back and go, I know this is going to be what's best for me, you know, through the growth of being self-employed and for the company itself, I think is a fantastic trait to have because moving on to your second point there, when when you are too busy, you do naturally forget people and you, you can't be everywhere at the right time. And from someone that's been trying to grow his business to to take full time, you know, I'm yeah. doing hours that aren't really part-time hours. I'm doing sometimes people's full-time hours in a part-time job. And <laughs> what comes with that is naturally you 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 lose the reins a little bit is probably the best way to yeah, yeah to describe do, yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. You know? I think I think you almost lose a bit of focus and you know, you 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 see you see the end goal as you see all the pound signs coming in and think, God, if I get another 30 jobs, then just think <laughs> of the money coming in. Yeah. But then, then when, when, once you book them all in and you think, Oh God, how am I going to do all of that? Yeah. And th yeah. that's when the penny drops. And, you know, you, I think it's um, like, say, you just have to restrain yourself and just be, be real and just think, no, actually, do you know what? At the moment, I'm not being greedy. I'm, you know, I only work weekends if I have to. Certainly, you know, from from November through to the end of February, you know, weekends are my own. That's that's family time. You know, yeah. I, I don't. Um, but you know, set, I think September. I think I had 
two days off because oh, right. there was just so much work there. And, you know, especially after we'd come out of the, uh, the, the drought and the heat wave and what have you that we had during last year, um, you know, everyone's crying out for their lawns to get fixed. And I'm thinking, well, you know, I, I don't want to turn these people down. So I'll just, you know, so I just said to said to the family, look, you know, I'm literally, if I have to work a Sunday, then I'm working a Sunday, you know, and it, it, it worked out. I, I think, yeah, I, I had two Sundays off, then the rest I was working seven days a week. But, um, but then, you know, this time of year, um, you know, it, it's literally Monday to Friday. Yeah. Um, so. Well, that's a great thing. Sorry, I was going to say, well, that's a great thing, though, is the fact that you've got that balance there to be able to go, the demand's here, there's time to do it, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to open up the floodgates, as you will. You know, that allows you to then have, hopefully, more of a worry-free winter, you know, because yeah. you, you've allowed yourself to take on the demand prior, knowing that you're going to have more time in the winter, naturally, um, for, I'm sure, for the majority of people out there. So, then through working through that, you're in the mindset of like, not having to go through the worry of, am I going to make bills? Am I going to do this? Am I going to do that? What do I have? And then you start making, you know, uncautious uh, decisions, you know, a bit wild decisions on, right, I need to do this to make this up. And, you know, you start making decisions for the wrong reasons. So that prior yeah. planning, like, you know, allowing this or looking at the next six months is going to definitely help. And it sounds like you've done it really well there. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I'd like, I'd, I'd like to think so. I mean, we, you know, we had we had a um, we had a situation in um, uh, October half term, and we 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 booked to um, to go over to the Netherlands for the week. Um, I had a, a call from a guy on the on the Monday before half term, and he said, "Oh, he said, and the basic situation is he'd, he'd had three houses built. Uh, the centre one had been sold." He'd just sold the third one, but the deal breaker was that they needed it turf before they would, you know, if it, if it wasn't turf before they moved in, they weren't buying. So well, he said, could you do me a quote? So I went in and what have you, and I said, look, I've literally, I've got the Saturday, Sunday before we go to the Netherlands on the Monday morning. I don't come back till Friday, and I've then got Saturday, Sunday, the other weekend. So I said, I'm really limited on time. Um, and he's come back. And he went, yeah, do it, crack on. So it's literally, wow. I've, you know, I've done a full week. I then, I think it was about four hundred square meters. I think this garden. Um, so then I had to go in, renovate it, level it, get it all prepped. Um, we'd organised for the the turf to be delivered on the Friday. We were we were coming home the Friday night, Saturday morning, straight up, and and you know got it smashed out. And you know you just think you know it's it's kind of going to to those kind of levels to help people. You know, I could have quite happily just turned around and went, actually, mate, you know what? Not interested. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, the, the first house, that's about 450 square metre long. That still needs to be turfed. So you think, well, actually, if I, if I go the extra mile, I'm earning out of it. I'm then going to have a nice week off. Um, potentially, that's another job that I might get off the back of that one. Yeah. So, you know, you're always kind of thinking, it's a bit like being a snooker player, you just, just think a couple of moves ahead. Um, yeah. And, you know, just, you know, sometimes it pans out, sometimes it doesn't. But, you know, you've you kind of got to put yourself in the mix as well, haven't you? You know, if you, if you always sit back and just just wait for the phone to go or, you know, you get a message through your, your website or anything like that, 
you could be sitting down for a very long time, you know. So you've got a. Um, I did a job on on Wednesday. I was, I was um, trimming some hedges on Wednesday. I get an email Wednesday night. Oh, I saw one of your vans down my road today. Could you know? Would you be interested in popping in and having a look at mine? You know, and it's it's little things like that. You know, it's just you know, if if you didn't have a sign written van, that wouldn't have happened. You know, yeah. so it's it's lots of different ways that you can kind of almost manipulate things if you like. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is. It's all that. It's it's hit or stick. You know, it it's it is almost as simple as as that. Knowing when to go for something or when to not, and also these decisions. There's plenty of people out there that are, you know, they just don't want sign written vans because in their area there might be, you know, more break-ins or whatever else it might be. And in other places that might be the the thing to do. And you know, if you're after marketing, then I've always said, you know, if you hit marketing from every angle, then you can't go too far wrong. Um, because yeah. you know some form of marketing is better than no marketing. So you know having your vans sign written, being on Google, but Google I've always said is such a such a main thing. I mean, do you see much traffic come through the website compared to other things? Or um, I would say it's probably <laughs> probably a sixty forty um, sort of Google and website, um, and then sort of the other side recommendation. Yeah. Um, okay. So it's, it's 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 all yeah. You know, it's it's almost a it's almost a cent you know cent split. But um, yeah. I mean, there's there's normally um, you know the activity on the website is, is you know fairly prominent. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've always heard that a a referral is the best way to be passed on because it is literally someone's someone they know has said I've used this person or I know of this person. That's great, and it's already someone they trust. It's already someone that. They can take the yeah. work that it's good. You know what I mean? So it yeah, carries no, a totally. lot more weight than finding on Google. And even if you've got nice reviews, you know, it's still, there's still that little bit of, mm, I I don't know them, haven't met them. I don't know yeah. if I trust them. And a lot of people, you've got to remember as well, a lot of people have these, I say issues, these, these thoughts of, you know, trust or whatnot, you know, they don't, it might be an elderly woman, for example, that isn't too sure about, you know, any contractor of any sex coming by in case they're just trying to rip her off or, yeah. you know, things like that. So the tr- the trust thing is, and being professional at the same time so you look trustworthy, I, I think it's massive. It's got to yeah, be up no, there definitely. somewhere, you know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I, I actually prefer it if um, if I am recommended. Yeah. Because that, then that makes me think that actually, do you know what? They were happy with the work that I did and they're willing to actually put their name to give it to somebody else. Yeah. Um, and, and to me that, you know, that, that's, you know, that's, that's gold days. Um, you know, it's like, you know, anyone could just go on a website and think, yeah, well, we'll give him a go. But for somebody to actually recommend you, then, you know, personally, I don't even get better than that. No, I, I, like I say, I think it is literally the best. I think it's the more, most um, promising way that you can probably be, led to a customer is by that sort of hard referral. But mm. speaking about all this sort of side of things, what has been sort of your best marketing strategy as such to, to get your services out there and to get your businesses known? Because I'm I'm guessing it not been too long ago that you then started your company. This is hopefully still very um, fresh or that you're still within this strategy sort of period, you know, that you that you first thought of. What what kind of what kind of 
flag themselves to you as these are my must do's, you know, to get clients in? Um, I think the I think the main one was literally splashing it as much over social media because you know if you um so we we've got um our main ones are Facebook and Twitter uh, sorry Facebook and Instagram I do have a Twitter page yeah. which I occasionally put stuff on but not very often yeah. um but certainly those two <laughs> um, and you, you know you, you go on Facebook and and then all of a sudden you know you your friends know that you you know what you're doing and then all of them share it three or four times you know the next next thing you know it, it's it's opening it up to such a wide audience um so you know sort of facebook business has has done quite well um so you know to, to, you know in the beginning we did that um a lot of it was you know i'd, I'd have you know a, a friend of mine who'd say oh he said um my mum my mum needs a, a lawn cut, a gardener's let her down. You go and do that. Next thing you know, I've taken that one on. I'm also doing Doris next door. Yeah. You know? And it, it, it kind of works like that, you know. And it's, um, you know, I, I do I do sort of one one day a week in Brentwood. And they're literally all all bar one, uh, all, I mean, they're all elderly. I mean, they're all retired, but they all know each other. So I'm literally, I'm, you know, I'm eight o'clock in the morning, I'm at, I'm at one. You know, I'll I'll cut along and have a cup of tea. Oh yeah, oh you're going off to see Doris next. So yeah, I'm going <laughs> off to see her. So you know, I'm literally hundred yards up the road. I'm going to do her another cup of coffee with her. You know, and yeah. it, it just it just goes on and on and on. And you know, it's just it almost snowballs like that. Um, you know, and and then after that, you know, obviously we we had the website up and running and stuff like that. Sort of, and really, I mean, that that's all we did. Um, like you know, I said earlier on, you know, I've, I've got five thousand leaflets made up. I've never put one out yet. Yeah, they're literally every single one is sat in a box. Um, not been required. Know, so it, you know, it, it's almost you know, you in hindsight you think, well, that was a waste of money, but at the time you didn't know. Yeah. Um, so you know, obviously, if if and when we go down the route of you know, if we then do take somebody on, I've got five thousand leaflets, and we, and we will, I think we would have to go out and leaflet. You know, just yeah. to just to get it out there, you know. Um, so you know, they're they're there, sat in the cupboard, you know, waiting. But you know, like I say, you know, some some of the phone calls and and emails that we get, you know, it, it's almost a case that you you don't need to do that, you know. It's um, but time will tell, you know. No, nobody knows. Well, that's it. I mean, we're going into a strange year, aren't we? There's a lot of I don't know people not knowing what's going to happen. I suppose how how it's going to play out. And those that seem, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of hard landscapers. I've seen quite a few fold already from the Facebook groups and stuff that I'm in. Just, yeah. I think, purely down to the fact that the price of materials is going up again this year, um, or it's already went up again. And, you know, their quotes are now becoming, it's very, like, sort of fight to the bottom almost. What is still very high prices. Um, yeah. So, so I know they're losing quite a lot of work, but I think the the golden part of it is we're kind of in the middle somewhere there. Like you can be, you can be cutting a loan for 25, 35 pound and it can be affordable to someone. But then the next day you can hit a nice turfing job or be on a ground clearance and be earning, you know, four, five, 600 pound. And mm. so we have this very good, this very good balance between 
you know, the both ends of the spectrum, a lot of a little or a little of a lot. And um, yeah, I think that's going to work in our favor is what I'm trying to get at. So I think we're going to be pretty lucky regardless what happens, as long as you're switched on with your company and you've got, you're very well aware of what's happening in your company and how it looks to the outside world. Then I think we'll be okay. Is my honest opinion. I, I think, I mean, to, I'll, I'll be totally honest. I mean, I, I haven't seen any any effect at the moment. Um, you know, I know, I know they say, oh, you know, recession <laughs> and you've got to be tight with your money, and you know, and you know, some of the horror stories that you you read in the news and things like that. I mean, I, I, I would hate to be in that situation, but for but for the job that I do, I'm I'm at the moment, touch wood, I'm not seeing it. It you know, it still seems to be you know everyone's quite happy. Whether it's because of the demographic of, um, you know, a lot of people are retired. They've all got fixed incomes. They, you know, they, they physically can't do it. So, like you say, whether we are in a slightly better position, um, I, I don't know. You know, it's, like you said, you know, certainly people, you know, hard landscapers, things like that, you know, every job they do is thousands of pounds. Um, whereas for what we do, it's not. Um so I I don't know. We'll we'll wait and see. See how this year pans pans out. Really, I think. Yeah. Well, I always say you know the grass always grows and the ste- uh, the leaves always fall. So it it's gonna have to be done by someone at some point, and someone's always gonna look to a, to get a contractor in for it. Uh, I can almost be sure of that. I would like to say, but yeah, like you say, we'll see. But um, we're running a bit close on time here, so I want to ask you your final question tonight. Which is how can people find you online? How can people find me? Uh, so you can find me on a website, which is www.crosscutlawns.co.uk. Um, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter is literally Crosscut Lawns. Perfect. And if uh, if you are wanting to check out Andy's profiles there and have a look at them and see the Pac Man logo, then please just. <laughs> oh, I thought you might have forgotten about that. <laughs> then please just swipe to the bottom of the show notes there, and all the links that he's just described for them profiles will be in the show notes below. And please reach out to Andy. Um, personally, I just want to. I mean, and me and Andy, we haven't spoke a whole lot before coming onto this podcast, but I must say, you know, your story is so wholesome. Um, after I'll, listening I'll, to it I'll be honest, mate. I, I was gutted. Um. I, I so wanted to get up to Soltex this year, or last, sorry, last year. Yeah. Um, I went in 21, um, met Dave and Keith Smith from All Things Turf. Um, but last year I was just so busy. I just, I, I couldn't, I, I didn't want to waste a day to go up there, but yeah. I will, I will definitely be there next year. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's it. I'm hoping to get down as well. I haven't secured it or booked it yet, but I am hoping to be down there and, and what a great event, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I need to. I need to. But what a great <laughs> event for people to come together and be able to actually meet. And, oh, and, absolutely. And I, was, I was so jealous. But you know, seeing all the I was, I was so jealous that I didn't get get up there to see it. But um, <laughs> next next year, yeah, this it's, year, I should say. it's one of them. You're like, yeah, I'm glad I never booked it. And then you do. You see the pictures and stuff, and you go, for freak's sake, you know. <laughs> 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 That's all it takes. You see people stand next to each other and you go, oh, I could have been there. But yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I hope you do make it down in 2023 and uh, I hope to be there as well. But um, awesome. honestly, Andy, very wholesome story. And, you know, 
I think there's a, a lot to talk about, and I, I do like the way that you come across on and the way that you explain your side of the story and also your views. So I'm hoping this isn't going to be our last podcast, and I'll be able to get you on again. Um, it's been my absolute pleasure hosting you tonight. So thanks for joining oh, us, mate. No, thank you ever so much. It's, it's been it's been a lot easier than I thought it would be. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, so listen, everyone out there, anyone that thinks about saying no to coming on, listen to Andy. It's not too bad. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, do it. Um, but yeah, thank you very much, Andy. So I just want to thank everyone for joining us on this week's episode, for tuning in. Hopefully you've enjoyed it, how we saw sort of our leading these podcasts in Woodspring, getting people on to share their stories and just talk about things in the industry. Well, I think it's just super important to be able to talk about this, share it, and, you know, it'd be as someone put it last week, you know, to be the voice in, in your year when you're gardening, you know, it's it's something that is, is I, th- I think it's worth more than you'll ever know, being able to jump on and share this sort of experience. It is a massive, you know, help. And a lot of it is down to you listening that are happy to jump on and share the podcasting platform with myself. So anyway, hope you enjoyed it once again. And I look forward to producing another podcast next week. Take care.